What is this, Lady Ada? Hey, everybody. We're uh, back. Yeah, we're back. You know, so we do show and tell about half of the month, and the other half we have known Pedro and JP. Phil, and thank you to them for uh, giving us a little bit of a uh, break. Sometimes we need. But now we're back. Uh, it's your favorite. But by break, it means we just do work during that time. And then yes. do the Ask an Engineer show. Pretty much. Uh, it's another half an hour. I can do electronics. Uh, it's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We're here at the Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan where we do all the engineering Kidding, manufacturing, shipping, testing, videoing, coding, and more. And also the loving. Um, love each other. Uh, we've got an exciting show for you tonight. Next half hour is going to be people from around the community coming by and showing up what they are working on, whether it's 3D printing or electronics or cosplay or more electronics. Uh, we're here. We're going to kick it off with... Oh, sorry. Kevin, Jeff, uh, sorry. Well, I wanted to say hi to... Hi, Jeff. Well, you know what? I, I saw the shiny, so we're going yeah. to go to Jeff right after. Wow, I feel Kevin. bad for cutting in front of Kevin. Sorry, know, Kevin. This, the devil is so cool. So we're going to get to Jeff, <laughs> Jeff just in a second, but I got distracted. Sorry. But you'll see this soon. But first yeah. up, we're going to go to Kevin. All right, Kate. you're the opening act tonight. Well, Kevin. well, now you have me curious. I want to see yeah, Jeff. you got to stick so, around now. Yeah, well, I, I always stick around. Yeah. But it's great to see you guys. How have you guys been? Good, good, Everything good. is much better now. Um, I think like a lot of the um, uh, United States and companies and more, um, we're in recovery mode. Uh, we took care of all the things that we need to do to keep everyone safe. And now we're just trying to get through the holidays. A little bit of chip shortage, a little bit of supply chain stuff. As I you did find some chips before the show. Know. I was desperate for some chips and I found some. Yeah. Just good. But um, things are uh, doing... Uh, so. If folks are interested in visiting one of the uh, best cities in the world, I think New York is a lot of fun right now because things are open up. Uh, we went to a fun Strangers Things exhibit, uh, and they used all the Adafruit electronics we for had all some the things. Food. So it's happening. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you when you, next time fun. you come out too. By the way, Kevin. Yeah, I I know I'm going to be out there in June for sure, and I'm hoping to come out before that because yeah, we're, I I miss it. It's been two years and. I get to travel and have a business meeting for the first time in two years on Friday. Yay. Granted, I'm driving two hours away, but oh, I get to meet with you know our good friend Allie Weber at Robot Maker Girl. It's pretty exciting. She's touring a college. I'm like, I'll, I'll meet you there. That's good. So oh, cool. it's cool. I had to right. grow up. All right. What so do you what got are you going on this week? So DigiKey's doing great. Our we're getting product in. We're getting product in as fast as. We're getting it out as fast as it comes in. Yeah. So we're not really making any headway on inventory, but we have a lot of product. We actually have the Raspberry Pi Zero Wireless 2. So that's kind of... Ex or Ooh, zero yeah, two. Okay, yeah. everybody go buy some because they're going to be out. Yeah, we have some. We're not going to have them long, but if anybody oh, no, wants no. Them, Minutes, second. grab them. So over Halloween, I made this really creepy 3D scan of myself and 3D printed it. It's that's really, creepy. really creepy. <laughs> And my seven-year-old son was like, Dad, you need to put some legs on it and make it walk. So right. I'm in the process. It's not not ready yet. Really but I'm using that. the um, – see if I can turn my camera down a little. I'm using the Cricut with the, the Feather Cricut. And I'm going to control this over Bluetooth with the Bluefruit app. And I'm going to make this thing walk. Oh. So I got to – you know, I'm going to do the, the elbows and the wrists or the – hips and the knees, however you want to look at it. Yeah. You know, make the thing walk over uh, over Bluetooth. So it's it's kind of a lot of fun to learn, keep learning more about the CircuitPython and the Cricut and how this works and running eight servos, actually nine, because I'm going to have the head spin. Oh, my God. So, but yeah, you get all the servos you want from DigiKey. Exactly. It's like a candy store of electronic really components. 
people are like, why should I work for DigiKey? Because you get all this stuff, like all the components you want. Yeah, it, it, it's great. It It is great. Unfortunately, well, supply chains limit things, of course, but. I know. Soon. But no, things are, things are going great. I, this is kind of a fun project that was inspired by my creepy head and my son. But it was even creating that. Head? Yeah. The technology is so amazing. Like taking my iPhone and taking a 3D scan of my head and exporting an STL to print, it was way easier than it should have been. And it, it's just amazing where things have came. Look how jaded we are. It's like that should have been harder. I should have had to, I should have had to suffer for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's pretty cool to be able to do stuff. And it's, you know, it's pretty detailed. All right, All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, I talked to Jim. Jim's uh, the chief marketing officer. I believe it's still his title at um, DigiKey. And uh, Adafruit is planning a trip to Thief River Falls next year. Finally, it got postponed because of last year. So um, we'll make some noise about that as soon as that happens. Yeah, we can't wait to have you here. We got some really exciting stuff going on in the facility wait. and DigiKey in general. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to just uh, maybe spring. Nah, maybe I'll skip the winter. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, so, Kevin. Take care, guys. All right, you you clamored for it. It's All time right. for Jepler. We had the opening act, so take it away. Yeah, so you might recognize these guys. We got uh, whoops, Minerva and Blinka here, and so I'm just going to show off a couple of the new things I've added to the Bitmap Tools library of Circuit Python. That's a built-in module um, on some of the higher-end boards, so you can now dither with two dithering algorithms. What are the two? Um, what are they called? So let's see, this one is Atkinson, and it is kind of famous for being the one in HyperCard, quote unquote. And then this is uh, Floyd Stenberg, which is kind of the other big popular one. Okay. Um, and so you can take any image that's like a 16 bits per pixel image um, and dither it down to just black and white. So uh, yeah, and then do what you want with it, kind of gives you a retro look. It's cool um, for, uh, you know, we do that uh, built in for um, uh, e-ink displays, but still mm -hmm. if, for OLEDs and stuff, this could be handy. Yeah, yeah. And then over here, we've got Alpha Blend. So we've got the two images, and we're mixing them in like 50% one and 50% the other, or 20% one and 80% the other mm -hmm. to switch between them. And then the other thing you can do with that is if you always mix 0% of one of the images, you get a fade in and wow. fade out. So um, I work- from just backlight. It's like you're actually changing the, right. the color. I'm changing the actual pixels that are sent to the, the LCD. Hmm. And so I did a lot of work to kind of study what are the algorithms that you use and how do you make them perform as well as you can on these kinds of microcontrollers. And I mean, in terms of the frame rate, I feel really good about it. It looks nice. Um, there are some bugs that I found while I was assembling this demo, and we'll get those addressed soon. But you can try this now if you go and grab the latest release. I really recommend an ESP32-S2 with PS RAM because like, the images alone uh, take up about a half a meg of RAM. So it'll only work on those boards with a lot of capabilities. Well, this is you know, the, we just put, we're putting in the Feather ESP32-S2, which comes with two megabyte of PS RAMs. Yeah, that'll be great for this. This is the Kaluga Dove kit. Um, but any, any board with PS RAM that you can put an LCD on is a great choice for trying this stuff out. And I'm not showing it in this demo, but you can do all of these things uh, with live images from the camera stuff that I've been working on. And that's yeah. kind of the, the secret um, use of this. But I know a lot of people are going to look at this and say, I'm, I have another idea for my next 
project that'll yeah. be even better with this stuff. People will be able to make their own Python powered cameras very soon. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, thank you so much. This was delightful. Yeah, happy to be back on Show and Tell. It had been yeah. a little while. And uh, for the HyperCard fans out there, you're going to like what we got going on. <laughs> you're going to like it. It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Take care. Next, uh, Melissa, what you got going on this week? I have a tablet here, and you can see on screen I'm showing it's kind of sending it to here, which actually helped with my debugging. And I have a uh, clue board here. And I have, I'm going to go ahead and connect them with. Uh, Bluetooth here. That's nice. I like the little Bluetooth graphic. Yeah, is that is, you, is that simulated or is that actually on the screen? It's actually on the screen. Oh, that's cool. Huh, that's nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just kind of threw like the logo into an existing animation. Uh oh, oh, I went to the wrong URL for some reason. You're going to your router. <laughs> Uh, I had it running locally on my computer oh, yeah. for a bit, so let me try this again here. You know, demos and all that. And this is live on code.circuitpython.org? Yeah. Ooh. And using okay. Bluetooth to connect. So it's showing everything that's on my device here. And I can go ahead and browse different files here. It'll show the little animation whenever it's like communicating with Bluetooth. So if I wanted to, certain files, like if I have a wave file, I can't open that obviously because it's a binary, but um, if it's like a JSON file, I could open it if I wanted to. Uh, let's look at this boot.py one here. So that's a lot faster. Uh, so you can open up stuff besides code.py on here if you wanted to. And uh, that way you can edit any files that you want to or any libraries that you need to. And if you hit the save and run, it'll actually go and switch over to the serial console. And uh, it'll actually restart the send a control D to the device. So it actually goes and loads it up. I think there might be some error on this code or something. But then we can just switch at the bottom here over to the editor to edit the code. Uh, you can go to a new document if you want, and it'll just show you that. I like or the debug says It tells you like cool. what, what the, co the commands it's sending. Oh, yeah. That really was helpful for doing it on the mobile device. So I wanted to open up. Like, I think a code 1, 2, and 3 might be the same copies of the same one. And then you can just kind of go ahead and edit your code if you want. Cool. So All right, this along. should this should make it really easy for people who want to uh, be able to if they don't have a computer or something and they want to be able to edit their code they could do that. And yeah. I'm working on writing up some documentation in a learn guide, so that should be out here soon. All right, and uh, as soon as it gets to a spot that you say okay, we'll do some videos and more, and we'll show people how they can code anywhere with anything and do it mobile. It's what it's it's already the future. Uh, and it has been distributed. <laughs> and so now we just have to figure out a way to help folks code on the things that they have with them at all times. Yep. All right. Thanks, Melissa. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Next up, uh, Paint Your Dragon, what is going on? Hi. Um, yeah, that's nothing to look at yet, but uh, I'll, I'll show from my uh, overhead camera here in a second. Okay. Um, anyway, every now and then we're doing some kind of audio reactive project. Uh, we just had one with the glasses, you know, the wow. LCD specs or LED specs. 
And every time we do one of these, it's like the code either works in Arduino or CircuitPython or Raspberry Pi, or you know, it's for this chip and not for that chip. And it gets really annoying because yes. you just don't have the same thing everywhere. And every like FFT algorithm has like an accent. I don't know how to explain it. It never looks the same. Right once run anywhere was a lie. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Lamar had this idea. Um, like, what if we put the FFT on its own chip? And what if it was like something that was not, you know, supply constrained? And so I've been working on that. And uh, let, let me uh, find the camera. Back right. here, or do you want me to? No, here's the camera. So I'll just show you the hardware this is running on. Uh, it's an right. tiny dev board from microchip. Um, it's, a, it's this tiny, tiny thing with 512 bytes of RAM running at 10 megahertz. So it's like, what can you do with that, right? And then uh, just analog mic breakout. But um, anyway, this is an I2C device, and it's hooked up to a Metro right now. But it could hook up to anything because it's an I2C device. And then if you go over to the other window, so the Metro is yeah. sending what it read over I2C. It's now sending it over serial to my computer, which is running some Python stuff. And there we can see the graph oh, wow. is coming out. It's like working despite only having 512 bytes of RAM. I, I like that you logged into look a BBS to get this sensor yeah, out. I didn't have time to hook up LEDs and stuff, but like Python, you know, you can do. Uh, no, I like it. It's cool. Just crap out anything in a hurry in Python, right? Yes. Um, so there we are. We're looking at the, the graph of the, it's actually an FHT, which is a similar kind of to an FFT. It's yeah, it's only, the, it's only the real part. It's not the, the phase information. Yeah, but it's it's the stuff you want to look at. If you're doing a neat light show with sound, that's what you want to see, you know? And uh, it's working. So I, I hope we're able to make this into a thing. Cool. Yeah, I want to make it into a little STEM QT board because there's so many people who are like, I just want audio out. And people use the MSEG um, chip, MSEG 7. And, and it's a fine chip and it's wonderful and all. But... I, I feel like it would be good to have something all in one with the microphone and has yeah. I2C out instead of the MSEG, which is like analog and you click it. It's a little bit weird. It's not, it, it doesn't is, solve the problem of like, if you don't have analog inputs. It's yeah, it's peculiar. And also I don't know if it's made anymore. I think you have to like buy like lingering supplies that get more and more expensive. Yeah. I was going to do like a MEMS mic with this, um, an analog MEMS mic with it, with an amplifier. And then, um, you know, maybe it'll pot people can trim if they need to, but then go straight into um, the the uh, uh, AT Tiny eight one seven, and then it'll pop this out. And it's not great, but it's good enough. Yeah, you, know? no, it's, you just want something a flashy display that gives an impression of. It's not science, you know. It's not like a scientific tool. It's it's. Uh, it's just that uh, this is really hard to do on an Uno. Like it's really hard. You know, it's like either. Either this is built in like on CircuitPython or it isn't. And so, yeah. Right. So now that you've got the hard work, I was like, I didn't know if it would fit. Um, shout out to Guest who wrote the FHT algorithm. Guest was uh, the co-designer uh, of the Zoxbox um, and also wrote this library, FHT. Still making stuff. Yeah. So, Phil, you're like, how do you know we have permission to do this? And it's like, because okay. we worked on projects together already. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay, excellent. So, All right. Anyway, I'm excited by this, and it's cool. kind of like solves this this ongoing issue we've had. I know because you're yeah. constantly rewriting this code over and over again. So hopefully now we're done. Yeah, exactly. That's what All I. Right. Yep. 
Thank you. They'll be next up. Uh, Pedro, what's going on? Hey. hey, what's up, folks? Yeah, so this week we got two uh, three printed props. This is a collab project with Phil B. Um, these are from Star Trek: The Animated Series. Pedro's got the Total Conversion Weapon version, and I have the Talking Computer version. So we got a little slide switch right here. Turn it on. It has a bit of a boot up sound. And shout out to Kathy for her voice assistant. That's not her voice. This is her voice. Uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> So this has some key switches on top, so you can trigger different sound effects. We were on a mission. I may not tell you of it unless you know certain code words. And it's all Circuit Python. Um, we got a cool little slider here, but it's also got the the, the ray gun sort of sound effect. It's like the best prop. Well. It's a lot of fun. We got yeah. magnets in there as well, so you can pop That's it cool. open. There's it's just the Feather M4, a little amplifier, and a mini oval speaker. You got the LED over there, and the key switches. Um, magnets, they work this way. There you go. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Definitely check out the video that we got up on YouTube's, and we got a learn guide finally published. You can check that out and uh, version or both versions. And uh, definitely check out the video because you're gonna see a nice, uh, a nice, uh, so nice treat. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and we'll be playing the video tonight on Ask an Engineer. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, folks. I love the right. prop maker Featherwing, is is you know, whenever we do props, we're like, let's throw this in here, and it always is the right thing. It says what it does. It says what it does, and it does what it says. All right, next up, Speaking Scott. of does, does, and what, does what it does. What, <laughs> do I look, do I look like same. I've been like desperately working all day to get something for show and tell? It, uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that feels. All right, so what, what are you up to, Scott? Uh, I'm trying, so I, one of the last things to do for the Raspberry Pi, uh, well, one of the, the first basic things to do for the Raspberry Pi is adding support for the SD card. And I have it almost, almost working. Um, what I'm trying to figure out here is this like status register code is not right. Uh, so it's it's causing problems. But what I can do, what does work, is if I do uh, import os, os.lister, um, I can actually see that I have files. You have the files. You have the files. I have files, so I was able to create the file system um, on it. The the challenge, the thing that I'm trying to fix that I really will probably figure out the moment I stop trying to fix it is uh, right now it's not reading the card capacity correctly. So if I uh, plug in USB, it tries to read um, the end of the partition, which is higher than what uh, this code thinks the capacity is. So um, trying to figure out why the capacity read is not right. Um, and I haven't yet, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. All right. So uh, Friday deep dive. Folks can tune in for the chilling conclusion. Yeah, hopefully I'll have uh, fixed it by then. <laughs> okay. or, or it'll so. be a sequel. Yeah, or it'll be a sequel. We'll see. Um, I don't know if if I'm working on it that long, I'll take a break and work on something else, right. like I squared C or or getting the building working so it's easy to share and install. All right, you're really co close. Looking good. So you close. Do, um, you could do Display IO support for HDMI, so you can. Uh... I. I think it's basically there. <laughs> I think it's basically. You can also have support for the second HDMI output because then you could have REPL on one screen and. Display on the other, which is just a total nightmare. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'll, if anybody knows how that works, um, let me know. I'm just doing doing the like GPU mailbox call, and I don't know if there's a way to be like, hey, give me a frame buffer for the second screen. 
I haven't yeah. seen that. So if anybody knows how to do that, uh, let me know. I'd love to have that. As well. Yeah, you can do like for now, you can do split screen REPL where like the bottom is the REPL, you know, like Apple basic style. <laughs> love that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll play around with it. Okay, cool. All righty. Thanks so much. Scott. Great update, Keep up Scott. Good work. Thank you. Okay, Godspeed. next up JP and then we got three people after so everybody keep it to like a minute and a half if two minutes as usual we'll be able to get to everybody JP what you got going on super uh if you go to the other screen I just shared I have uh buttoned up this project so this was a inexpensive animatronic doorbell that I got at a Halloween shop uh and I have cricketed it so all of the motors the LED and the speaker as well as listening to the button that's on the front there go through my uh, Cricut and the uh, Feather NRF, not NRF, uh, RP2040 here, running circuit Python. And that means I can do my own custom animations, uh, custom light blinks and uh, custom MP3. So I have, have one on here. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it. Here's a new one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Luke through the people and find out. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Boo! <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, one other thing I added to it that I'd love to show is I can bridge some of the little signal uh, uh, pins here and put it into an attract mode. So now it won't do any sound. It's just going to do some eyeball animation for a randomized amount of time, blink, close and repeat that. So that's something that absolutely yeah. didn't exist in the original, but I wanted it and now I have no, it. This is, is definitely uh, for, for Halloween is what you want. Cause you want people to be like, Hey, what's going on there? Like, you know, come over and, and, and pay attention. And this is, yeah. Yeah. Super cool. All right. We'll be playing this video on the show tonight. And then you have your show tomorrow. Yeah. I got Everyone... a fun project I'm going to be starting on tomorrow on the show. So come on by for uh, the more. workshop show. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, JP. Thank you, JP. Bye. All right. Next up, Liz. And Liz. then we're going to go to Gustav, and then we'll wrap up with Mark. Liz, All take right. it away. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Uh, so I'm in the middle of working on this um, dreidel uh, RGB matrix project. Um, so it's kind of a spaghetti of wires right now. Uh, but I've got a break beam sensor. And when I break the beam, the dreidel spins. That's nice. Um, and then while that's showing, um, I started working on the CAD. So this will be kind of the back because um, there's going to be a servo motor involved. I'll mount here and a speaker, which is mount right there. And I'll keep it propped up. I do have music playing when it goes, but it's a test wave that I was worried would cause a copyright strike. So I don't have it playing right now. Okay. <laughs> but uh, when it hits Gimmel, though, um, it will keep playing the song. And also the servo will move for a special effect that I should be able to show off next week, hopefully. G and Gimmel is G for give me all the chocolate. Exactly. Okay, good. <laughs> And uh, Liz, it's good to see you. And we're going to see you in person probably in December. Oh, my gosh. Can't yes. wait to see you. I'm yeah. hyped. So uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know the dates as we figure out uh, the, the timing and all that. But I'm very much looking forward to uh, – I mean, HD is fine. But, yeah. you know, proximity is nice too. So We'll go, we'll go down to Austin. We'll, we'll tear it up like the undergrads. All right. Excellent. <laughs> cool. I'll see you later, Liz. Good work. See you. Have a good one. All right. Gustav. What's going on? Hi, everybody. Hey. Um, I was on several weeks ago talking about I, I made this uh, board game timer web app and uh, with mm -hmm. web Bluetooth connecting it to electronics to allow people to use remote controls so you can All put right. the phone away. Two web Bluetooth projects tonight. 
Yeah. This is the so, most ever. I think this is like the two projects, by the way. Web, web Bluetooth <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, you it's really, I'm glad we're seeing of, more projects. It's yeah, the best way to do Bluetooth cross-platform. Yeah. yeah. And it allows you to make hardware that inter interacts with web applications, which is super cool. So I started looking for things that is around someone's home that they can repurpose as a remote control for the app. So I found these uh, pill bottles. Mm. In the US, you have these typical pill bottle things. Yeah. And I thought, that's a cool enclosure for a little electronics project. So I got this little uh, button. This is the arcade button with an LED hack in it. Uh, so the current player color is shown here. If Ooh, I, press, I like it changes color. Yeah, and if I press, so this is the color of the current player. So this is the web app. Yeah. Lady Ada. And there's Lady Ada, of Yay. course. Yay! Um, so what this is, it's a it's a little itsy bitsy Bluetooth with mm. a battery and a little power switch. And then the clever thing is that the white lid here, I made a hole in it so that I could put the button through it. And then all you need to do to, there it is, is that you just screw it Yeah, on. you screw it down and then you snap yeah. it open. It's, it's good. I, it's, it's durable. I love, I love pill bottles as project enclosures. I know it's weird, yeah. but I really like it. No, they're great because they're, easy. No, they're easy to open no, if you know what to do, but they don't easy come to apart. Open. And there's no 3D printing required. So, you know, you might have some, and it's fun. It's fun to like drill the hole and all that I stuff. I love it. It looks perfect. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this is, uh, I have a guide, I'll put it on the chat, uh, where I went through all the steps of how to make this, and right. then um, you can make it for whatever you want, it doesn't have it to be for the game timer. Right on, great yeah, work. We should totally try putting a feather, it looks like it would fit a feather quite nicely. All right, nice work, Gustav, thank you, come by. Good work, all, all right. right. Least, Mark and his glasses. Oh wow, that looks great. Yeah, so uh, a couple weeks ago I was here showing off the glasses running um in python on circuit python but i have now moved this over to uh being in the actual circuit python build and native code so now you can display text and anything through display io at reasonable frame rates it's pretty much running at the same speed as arduino code is yeah uh, Yay. Oh, it's really good. Nice work. Thank you so much for doing that. I was going to do it, and then I just got really busy. But I released all this other cool hardware, but yeah. you did it. So yay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I plan to put the PR in soon. There's a really nasty memory bug right now uh, that I need to solve first. But hopefully by this weekend, I can get at least a draft PR in and see what people do with it. All right. I'm digging it. Good Looking work. good. And then um, we have a lot of neat stuff that we're cooking up with a new app called uh, PyLeap. Um, and if you remember, Mark, drop me a note, uh, ptdatafruit.com, and we'll get you on the beta and allow people to do Bluetooth stuff to the glasses. So you might you might mm. want to play around with that combination of the two. Just drop me a note, and we'll get you on it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you so much, Mark. Awesome. Cool. Perfect timing. Thank you, everybody, for wrapping up. It was great to see all of you. This is uh, – I've had some good half an hours uh, recently, um, but this one's up there. Every single week we do the show and tell. That's right. For a, over a decade we get a chance to hang out with people. And uh, like I was saying earlier, some of these folks, we get to finally see in person again. I can't Looking wait. forward to seeing many of you. I'm going to get Mary Chung's. And this time <laughs> I'm going to do it with Liz. <laughs> okay. Liz right. is like, why are you making me do? We'll see everyone on Ask an Engineer in a few minutes. Show and tell next week. GP's posting. GP show is tomorrow. And then don't forget, deep dive with Scott next week. Let's see how far he gets with this.
Swan the chow chow for me. Yeah, all right. Um, more is very food motivated. Okay, like we'll see everybody uh, next week. Thanks so much. That's your show and tell. Ask an engineer starts in two minutes. Three minutes. Bye, everybody.